Welcome once again to the Pace and Space podcast. We're in for part two of our season preview this week. And me and Leif, we're getting ready to talk about the Northwest Division. Are you looking forward to it, Leif? Yeah, I mean, I've been looking forward to this for a week. We have some exciting teams here, a lot of changes. So let's get right into it. Yeah, first and foremost, uh, we hope you enjoyed last week's, but uh, we noticed there were some ways that we could kind of tweak the process as we get into some teams this week. Also wanted to try and cut it down a little bit to make it easier for your v- listening pleasure. So we're going to cut it down to three main questions. We did five or six last week. We're going to do just the three main questions. We're going to go with each team's X factor, each team's player we're most interested in watching play this year and where we think they will likely end up and we'll have some leeway to talk more about different things in the team when we discuss that last question um so we're going to kick it off the same way we kicked off the pacific division we're going to go from the best team based on last year's record to the worst team in that division based on on last year's standings so first up and this is a team with a lot to talk about, is the Utah Jazz. They finished 51-31 and 31 last year, but a big change for them is they no longer have Gordon Hayward, who has made his way over to Boston and reunited with his favorite coach from Butler. But uh, let's get right into these questions. Who is the X factor to you for the Utah Jazz life? All right. So for this one, I was trying to find someone who needs to step up, someone who's going to have to take on some of that scoring load. And I think a lot of that's going to have to happen in that shooting guard, small forward position. And so um, I didn't want to go Joe Johnson. And so I'm going to say an X factor for this is going to be Rodney Hood. Uh, I want to see what he can do. Yeah, I think he has an opportunity now to take on a lot of that scoring load. And so if he can do it, um, this should be a really good year for him. And he actually, this year, if he does that, can actually win Most Improved Player of the Year. Yeah, I like that call. That's a good one. I like Rodney Hood a lot. He's a good player. Uh, you kind of stole my X Factor a little bit. So I'm going to have to circle back and say my X Factor is going to be Donovan Mitchell. Ooh. Going to go with Donovan Mitchell. Uh, he's, you know, while as people may know he was their first round pick this year and the dude just completely showed out in the summer league he looked very dominant he was he was doing everything he showed a lot of skills that perhaps people didn't realize he had in in terms of being a a scorer being able to create his own shot just looking like a gamer ready to ready to compete with anybody on the court and if I'm Utah, I'm really looking at this kid and seeing if he can um, blossom into being a, a go-to player in the future for them. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I didn't think about him. I was really looking at that shoot that um at Rodney Hood, but that's a good pick. I can see it. Yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, hype with Donovan Mitchell now, especially after people seeing what he could do last this summer. Um, Maybe he can be a 14, 15 point per game scorer in his rookie year. That if he's able to do that, that would be big. And I wouldn't be surprised to hear his name in the rookie of the year buzz. I mean, we're gonna have lots of names to choose from, but uh, don't sleep on Donovan Mitchell and whether or not we hear his name in there as well. 
I wouldn't go that far. Like you said, there's a lot of big names for this year, for Rookie of the Year. Um, but I do think he can have a, a solid role. Um, and, and like you said, he can probably average 14, 15, possibly. Um, I'm thinking more around 10 points a game. But I think we're going to see some flashes and – this will be good for the beginning of his career. And I think this is going to be a good beginning as he goes on to his you know, second, third, fourth year. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And all right, so we, we both p- picked some very interesting X factors. So let's go on to the next one. Which Who is the player you're most looking forward to watch play on this team this year? I'm going to say Ricky Rubio. And the reason why I'm going to say him is that now he has an opportunity um, to be that point guard on this team. He was the point guard in Minnesota, but it seemed like from the moment he got there, it seemed like he he was like already had one foot out the door. And I think now he goes to a Utah team who can use his leadership. They're going to rely on him getting the ball to the to the different players, um, to the favors, to Gobert. He has an opportunity now to really flash some of that potential that we know he has. Now, he's also going to have to take on a little scoring load. So he hasn't developed that shot that we thought he would have had by now. But at the same time, he is going to have more opportunity. I like that one, Um, Ricky Rubio. He kind of seems better suited to on a, to be on this team and on the Utah team than he would have been in Minnesota. Minnesota has, you know, a couple guys now who can do creation, enough creating for for that team that, you know, his inability to score on his own to kind of be a detriment to to that roster. Because you got Towns, you got Butler, you got Teague. I mean, and you're if you're, we'll talk about them, but later. But even Wiggins, you might be looking for to be a playmaker. That kind of like saw Rookie Rubio on his way out anyway. But now on this team, which just just lost Gordon Hayward, who was their primary ball handler, their primary playmaker. They also lost George Hill as well this summer. Now, Ricky Rubio slots in there, and and this is a team that's going to be looking for somebody that can find them. Rodney Hood, Donovan Mitchell, um, guys like that. So, I I, I agree with you. I I like that one. The player I'm most looking forward to watching this play for the Utah Jazz this year is going to be Dante Exum. You haven't given up on him yet? I, I have not. I have not. And when I say looking forward to it, it kind of has like an X Factor vibe to it as well because this is year three for him. This is a, a pivotal point in his career. Um, he showed a little bit of promise at the end of last year. Um, he, he, you know, I mean, he didn't show out stat-wise, but he made some smart plays he was able to fit in well with that with that offense and kind of be a contributor. Not what you expected when you drafted him. You're expecting more out of him. But, you know, he's had some injuries. The ACL injury really hurt him. And so now he'll be coming back, you know, another year removed from that injury. Um, and 
we'll see we'll see what he can do um there might even be some competition between Rubio and Exum to see who gets the lion's share of the ball handling duties um when that time comes but I, I I'm really looking forward to seeing if Exum can kind of start living up to the hype that has surrounded him from the time he was drafted I I think his time in Utah is over honestly I think that there are possible teams teams out there who can maybe unlock something of course when I think of someone who can unlock his potential I'm thinking San Antonio someone like pop can find that potential in him I just have a hard time thinking that Exum is that player that we all thought he was going to be, especially in the position he is he's in right now in Utah. If, if they really thought that he was going to be that player, they wouldn't have gotten Rubio or last year they wouldn't have had Hill. They would have given him the opportunity to develop and just say, you know what, from jump, you are our point guard. But it seems that they have been reluctant to give him that. And so up to this point, he hasn't shown that he he's capable of doing that. So, no, I, I, I'm not looking forward to watching him. I just – I don't. I'm honest. I, I don't I don't look forward to watching. I, I just think we're going to see more of the same. He's going to come in. He's going to have games when he gets six points, a couple assists, and he's going to be forgettable. Okay. That is a very valid take, but I, I'm looking forward to Exum. I haven't given up on him yet. Uh, the talent's there. He's coming off. And he's he's coming off more time from that ACL injury. I think this is a good year to see what he can do. Um. So moving forward on that. Um. Let's see what. Um. Let's see what you have as their most likely scenario this season? Most likely scenario. Hmm. Most likely scenario, they're going to be a playoff team. And I can see that they will be somewhere. I mean, a team, I'm going to say between five and eight. I can see them being a playoff team still. Um, yeah, I actually also think that they're still going to be a playoff team. I'm going to go out on a limb and say we're going to be surprised how little they're going to miss Gordon Hayward this year. I think that they have a lot of they have a lot of guys that can step up and fill in. And they brought in some good replacements in Donovan Mitchell and Ricky Rubio to supplicate that playmaking. And if guys like Rodney Hood, Rudy Gobert, Joe Johnson, if they score the way they're capable of, I think this is a team that's still going to be focused around defense, around Rudy Gobert being that, that anchor for them. I mean, this was a team that was missing so many different players throughout the majority of last season. Hayward missed time. Favors was never... 100% at any point last year. George Hill missed significant time. Um, you know, Exum w- was still coming around. And 
even Gobert got hurt at, during the playoffs, and they were still able to just, you know, plug and play, next guy up, next man up, so to speak. And I think that same mentality, Quinn Snyder is going to have them embracing, especially now that Gordon Hayward has left. And I think they're going to sit. They were fifth last year. I'll say maybe they dropped one spot to sixth, but that's only because other teams have gotten better in the West. Okay, I, but then that leads me to the worst-case scenario where I think they are going to miss Gordon Hayward big time, and they're going to try to find someone to fill in that scoring load. And what if Hood isn't that player? What if Gobert is hurt? What if the regression that Favors had last year, what if that really is the regression? And it seems like they've given him more confidence. You know, they got... They traded away, or they, they lost Trey Lyles, and now so now he's the guy, and they're looking for him to do his thing. So now, I guess that's the question I have: is worst case scenario, do they drop from being a playoff team? I mean, they're they're teams that have gotten better. Is the hit of losing Hayward that that big? Mm, I mean, that's gonna be the big that's gonna be the big storyline for them. You know, did losing Hayward basically stifle their their playoff hopes? So I'm saying they're more likely going to be around the sixth seed. It sounds like maybe you're saying more like eighth seed is the likely scenario for the Jazz this year. Well, just thinking about the eighth seed from last year, I think that was Portland. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Portland has gotten a little better so i guess we'll talk about them shortly i just figure you know kind of kind of gotta wait and see i'm curious to see what look they have when they get on the court without hayward there that's my big question yeah it's gonna be a, a a big test for them i don't think they're gonna win out the northwest northwest division again this year and that's because the next team we're going to talk about, the Oklahoma City Thunder, got kind of better, Life, right? Just a little. Just a little bit. Um, big move, of course, for them was acquiring Paul George for Victor Oladipo and DeMontis Sabonis. Um, and so let's just get right into it. Um, I'll, I'll start things off first on this one. Um, in terms of X factors, I'm going to say Paul George is the X factor. And here's why. Because so many storylines go one way or another centered around Paul George. If this team doesn't start off well and they have a slow start, you know, for whatever reason, maybe they just, you know, maybe they just are losing close games at that. You know, they're losing at the end of games. Paul George, Westbrook, instead of the shot going in, it rims out. You know, they have a a 500, like they're at like a 500 pace or slightly worse beginning of the season. Then what happens is trade talks, trade rumors. Where is he going to end up? And we definitely don't hear about Paul George renewing a contract. Conversely, if they come out strong, they're on like a 55-win pace for the season, maybe even better. Who knows? 
because we are talking about two superstars playing together. If they're if they're on that type of pace where they look like they're gonna be a top two, top three seed in the West, then we're gonna start hearing buzz about if he's gonna stay long term. Does Russ sign an extension? There's a lot of things happening, and, and Paul George is at the center of it. Yeah, I agree with your X factor. That was my X factor as well, and I'm going to keep it as my X factor. His, <laughs> and and for many of the reasons you said, I this is a this is an opportunity for Paul George to go to a new team, a team that is constructed to win. And we saw Russell Westbrook carry a lot of the load on himself. And now he has a player and Paul George who can take on a lot of that load. So now I'm curious to see whether or not the addition of Paul George is going to help this team take it take it to the next level. At the same time, Paul George also is an X factor in it can be a blessing or a curse. A blessing in that the team plays better, they 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 do well. Um, they get one of the top four spots in the Western Conference, and we're looking at them as a legitimate contender. It can be a curse in that all year we're going to talk about will he or won't he? Um, will he go to L.A.? Will he resign? And what Westbrook can do to keep him, the, the dynamic of the team, not only just him, now we also got to talk about Westbrook. It, it's just going to be so much stuff to talk about there. Yeah. I think that is going to, that can be the blessing and curse. So it's an X factor in two different ways, in my opinion. And I'm just waiting to see how that plays out, especially come near the trading deadline where they stand, do they think they have a chance to win and whether or not they feel like they can keep Paul George on that team or whether or not they say, hey, we can trade Paul George and get a couple pieces to help us build for the future. So still a lot of questions there. Um, but on paper, I definitely look forward to seeing it. And I think it's going to make them better. Um, they traded away some players who they were OK, but Paul George is definitely an upgrade. So let's go for it. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. Moving forward, that's our X factors. So moving forward, uh, now we're going to see which player are we looking forward to watch play the most this season on this team. And for me, I mean, it's not a deep cut or anything like that, but, but my pick is Russell Westbrook. I'm really looking forward to seeing Russell Westbrook play. He's, he's going to be the reigning MVP I'm looking forward to seeing what he does as an encore performance. Um, now that he has that MVP trophy, is he looking to repeat, you know, be back-to-back um, MVP winner like Steph Curry did not too long ago? You know that's a, a notch on his belt he would he would like to have, especially so he could maybe even rub it in KD's face. Like, l- look, I got back-to-back MVPs without you just like your boy Curry. That might be something he might want to be going for. With Russ, you never know. But you do know that he goes he goes for the jugular when it comes to things like that. Also, I'm looking forward to seeing how he plays now with this cast and, a, and a, another superstar, but a superstar who it's pretty clear he's not – he's the, the 1B to Westbrook's 1A. We saw for so many years uh, a setup where, where people were saying that 
Westbrook was the one B to Durant's one A, even though, you know, people like me felt like Russ was the real leader on that team and, and Durant kind of needed Russ's alpha dog mentality to, to, to get them over the hump. Now we're going to have a situation where nobody's going to call Paul George the, the 1A on that team. Nobody's going to say Paul George is the best player on that team. It's clearly Westbrook's team, but now he has a superstar to play with. And I want to see what kind of Westbrook we get in that environment. I think that was a good pick. Absolutely. So the player that I look forward to watching, and I'm going to go I, – I thought about Westbrook. I, I thought that was – a little too easy because you know of course I want to go and say Westbrook I'm going to go another player I want to see what McDermott could do Doug McDermott see that's that's your late in Bulls fandom coming out right there (laughs) (laughs) okay let me tell let me give you my reason quickly I say that because when he first got to the Bulls, one of the things he felt is that he didn't get a chance to play. Mm-hmm. He felt that, you know, he, we, he know, we know he can shoot. Um, and when he was on Chicago, he didn't get any open looks. When he went to OKC, it was kind of like, all right, you're, you're going to get some looks. And he had some good games. If you look some of his stats, you know, they were the low points, but he had games where – he did his thing, you know, when he was shooting lights out. I think now when you have a have not just Westbrook on the court, but you have Paul George on the court. And granted, you know, those guys are gonna take the ball, they're gonna be able to develop create their own shot. McDermott is gonna have an opportunity to get some of those get a lot of kickouts. And if he can build their trust, I think he has an opportunity to to kind of be that Kyle Korver type who isn't maybe not the most exciting player to watch, but you get that confidence that once he gets a shot and he's open, it's going in. And he also can to can create a shot off the dribble a little bit. So this is an opportunity for him to develop, and I'm curious. So I'm going to put him down more so to see – if he can take his game up a up a level, not superstar level, not star level, but become a contributor. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Um, the other thing about getting a a, a player like Paul George is it it allows D- Doug McDermott to to get on the court because Paul George is very good defensively too. So putting him in the front court with Paul George can even perhaps mask some of his defensive deficiencies and allow him to stay on the court so he can do what he is good at and that's shooting the ball yep yep i agree yeah i I like that one um so let's get right into it uh most likely most likely scenario for this team for oklahoma city thunder you know what i'm i'm kind of bullish on this team uh i think they're gonna play very well so i i think the likely scenario they were they were sixth last year. I think they're gonna jump all the way up to three this year in the West. Wow, wow, that's big. I mean, it's big, but I mean, we've seen the Oklahoma City Thunder when they have at least 
two stars and those stars are healthy, that's where they are. They're they're they've been a top three seed in the West. I mean, you know, when you look at the Westbrook Durant years when they were both healthy, very rarely were they lower than three in the West. And who do you have? So we already know Golden State. Who else would you have ahead of them? I'm San Antonio. Yeah, I'm gonna say San Antonio. And what about Houston? I I think they finish a little better than Houston, to be honest. Okay. All right. All right. I mean, when I said it out loud, it started making sense that you know what? Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can see that. Because I mean, Houston. They have, they have a higher ceiling now with with Chris Paul, but but they got rid of a lot of depth to get him. So, and which we'll talk about when it's the Southwest Division's time. But I could see that being a team that is thinking more, caring, looking more towards what happened in the playoffs than in the regular season, and they're gonna need to work some things out. Where I I think Paul George is much more of a plug-and-play asset to OKC. You don't have to worry about the ball-handling duties. That's Westbrook's job. It was always Westbrook's job. And one of Paul George's strengths is catch-and-shoot. And he's a guy that if you're able to set him up, he, he thrives on that. He's not a guy that needs to create every single shot for himself. So you know what? So I can definitely see top four and what i want to see is i want to see i mean i want to see round two okc versus golden state that's what i would want to see mm. so then you're thinking okc four because golden state is going to be the first seed okc four all right well we're not far off for you know three and four i mean there's probably not going to be a big difference between those two records. Right. Worst so, case, what'd you say? Worst case is fifth or sixth. I, I can't see them doing any worse than that. I mean, they did. They were sixth last year with, with Westbrook basically doing everything himself. Now you add Paul George... There's no way they aren't at least just as good this year. Yeah. So I would say worst case, best case, fourth seed, worst case, fifth seed. Playoffs, worst case, they, worst case, trading deadline, they trade Paul George. Yeah. I mean, that would be worst case. I mean, yeah. I mean, if, if they get an offer too good to pass up on and they say, you know, what, we have to get rid of him, even though they might still be in it. They're like, well, there's a team out there who wants Paul George to rent him, whether it's um, Cleveland. Oh, but if they do and, that, if they do that, see, this is the thing. Let's talk about this. Let's just get it out there since you brought it up. If they were to do something like that, like. Let's say things are going fairly well, like everyone's healthy, and while they're not the in the elite of the West, they're still doing pretty good, like fourth to fifth seed, like you were saying, and they trade Paul George just because the package is just too good to pass up. 
Well, now you're talking about Westbrook leave, leaving too. Yeah, but now, but at the same time, we have to see what the storyline. We have to see what he starts, what Paul George and his agents start talking about. If they start, you know, if there's a report that Paul George is in LA looking at houses, then if I'm OKC, they're probably like, well, I understand, you know, we want to remain competitive, but we feel we can remain competitive if we get some pieces. I mean, granted, everyone's going to know that, but it just doesn't look good. It doesn't. And uh, But but that's just, a, that's just a very, very, very weird scenario. I don't see it happening. That's a very, very extreme worst case. Right. It is. Uh, because really then you're talking about worst case scenario is – is Paul George and Westbrook signing with other teams in the summer. And that just would kill them. That would kill all their all their hopes and dreams. But that is not the most likely scenario. I think we're looking at them being a top four team in the West, getting home court advantage being the most likely scenario, and go from there. So our next team that we're going to talk about, I believe, is the Portland Trailblazers. Portland. They had a bit of a rough start to last year. Um, they were disappointing, to be honest, after getting to the second round the year before. But at the turn of the year, from, from January on, they they picked things up. They were one of the better teams in the league, had one of the best records. And they they managed to squeeze into the playoffs at forty one and forty one, just edged out the Nuggets and and they got that eight seed. Um, so I'm gonna let you kick it off, the, Leif. Uh, who is your X factor in the port in the with the Portland Trailblazers? My X factor. My X factor is I'm gonna say Nurkic. Mm. Um, one of the things we've seen with Portland that we've been begging for, begging for, is they needed some size. And, of course, we know what they have in the backcourt with Lillard and with McCollum. But we need, they needed size. And I think they finally got that. And granted, he got injured very soon thereafter right. um, when they did the trade. But going into this year, um, a healthy year, hopefully, I'm looking forward to seeing if they can get what they were looking for in the in the from the center position. So I'm gonna go with him. He's my X factor. Okay, I like that one. That's a good one. Uh, Nurkic looked really good for the Portland. Um, that was a great trade. I mean, they were able to get. I think they got a pick with Nurkic for Mason Plumlee. So that that's a great that's a great trade for Portland. In all honesty, um, my X factor is my X factor is CJ McCollum, and the reason my X factor is CJ McCollum is because I think this is a year where we're gonna finally get an answer as to what they're going to do with this Lillard McCollum backcourt. Are they gonna commit to it, or are they gonna flip one of them? to to build out the way they think they need to build their team. And the reason I'm saying McCollum is my X factor is because I think McCollum is is the player they would trade if they decided to trade him. I well, think I yeah. think I think Lillard is staying. He he's the superstar. 
He's he's the leader. They seen him win playoff games for them. I mean, McCollum has looked well in the playoffs too, but I mean, we had that series with Lillard. You had that series where they beat the Rockets, and the way he stood out in that series, and and then also uh, when they when they beat the Clippers, you know, Lillard still looked strong in that one. So you have more of a a leader, and I think true superstar in Lillard. I think it's I think it's correct to call Lillard a superstar, right? Yeah, I think so. And McCollum, he has that potential. I mean, he's all-star worthy, but I don't think he's that same level where we're talking about superstar. But at the same time, you can get a lot for him if you if you put him on the table in a trade. Hmm. Okay. So he's my X Factor to see what they do. Are they going to trade him or are they going to commit to him? And even if they commit to him, he's still, he's still my X Factor because – now he has to make that jump from being number two to being like 1B to Lillard's 1A. So if he stays, if Portland like believes in him and commits to him, now we have to see can McCullum get to that superstar realm and, and be that 1B to Lillard's 1A. Yeah, I think that's a good X factor. I think he could. I, I, I absolutely think, think McCullum could. Could, could take it up a notch, and I like them together. Um, they I feed off too. each other, and I have no reason to think that they can't keep this up. I mean, it's it's hard for defenders to defend both of them. I mean, and it you really saw is. some, and we saw some of the highlights from McCollum. It's like, <laughs> what? Like you, yeah. he's doing all that. I mean, it's good. So, yeah, I would like to see it. I don't want them. I don't want them to to break. I understand why they would do it try to get some value from him, but a lot of times the value you get from him, it doesn't always work out. So just ride it, and there are other holes that you can point point to, and they addressed one in the center position, and let's see how they can fill out some of the other holes they have. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Lillard's production has, has spiked every year. Even even the last two seasons where he was a starter and he was healthy and, we, and like, Two years ago, we really saw him come out of nowhere, and then even last year, he improved. He improved on that. And what I like about him even more is he he improved in his efficiency numbers too. All of his percentages went up last year, even with him getting trusted with with uh with that you know secondary star role on the team. His numbers still went up, and his efficiency went up as well. So we just have to look for a little more from him, um, because I think. While they are kind of a diminutive backcourt, I think they can be together so elite offensively that their size doesn't even matter. They're just that good. They're too much of a problem for the opposition. And so we have to see if this is the year, if this is the year Portland decides to move on or they decide to commit to him. And also if they do, does he hit that next level where now he's now he's being spoken about in, in the superstar realm? Superstar. I agree. Realm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right, so some good X factors. Uh now, who's the player you are most looking forward to seeing on this team? All right, so this is this is a good one. I think I've given this one a lot of thought. Okay. A lot of thought. And and I had to leave it blank, but I, I think I know who 
I, is the player I want. The player who I want to see this season for Portland is Hoodie Mello. <laughs> and <laughs> and, <laughs> and I think I could see it happening. I mean, I like that one. Just, just imagine Hoodie Mello on this team. Oh man, I'm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would love to see Mello on on this play, Blazers team. I mean, I think there are trades that make sense. I, I think they could pull it off. They have guys like Mo Harkless. They have Noah Vonley. They have even Zach Collins. Like these are guys that they could send back in a in a deal, and I think the deal happens tomorrow if if uh, Melo agrees to to go into Portland. And not for nothing, CJ McCollum's been in, in these summer in these summer pickup games with Hoodie Melo. So I mean, exactly. He knows what's going under that hood. I'm, <laughs> I, 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 I'm just I'm just saying, Hoodie Melo. I mean, yeah, Portland trade the guys. Those guys will be traded, and they will be starters on on the Knicks. Fine, go. Mm-hmm. Peace out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Carmelo, I know Carmelo wants to go to Houston, but Hoodie Melo, I mean, come on. I mean, there there has to be some kind of potential there. I mean, have Hoodie Melo bobblehead day. Now, I know that's tampering, but, I mean, you can say, look, we could have the, the black hood that you have. It's our jersey colors. I'm, it could be a phenomenon. I want to see it. So that's my player. Hoodie Mello, I think it should be your player too. I know you have some other name in mind, but I'm hoping that the idea, the the vision of seeing Hoodie Mello on the Blazers is just too good to pass up. I mean, I love it. You know I'm a believer. You know I am a believer of Hoodie Mello. I you know, I've heard I've heard the good word about him and and I believe in him. So everything you're saying about Hoodie Mello, sign me up. I would love to see him in Portland. I mean, I know New York is a big market, but I don't think Jordan Brand would be too upset if he went to Portland, Oregon, considering how Nike is, like, right over there. Exactly. It makes too much sense. It's a perfect scenario. They have the players. You don't have to worry about contracts catching the players are there they can be sure if they say hey um evan turner um who else they have on that team whoever vonley yeah you they be like you know what you 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 you're all going to new york i don't think those guys are saying oh wow we're going they're fine go ahead you know the only thing is new york might try to get cute and say hey well we want you to take joe kim noah's contract mm. well see the thing is the amount of money Melo makes as it stands, they're not going to be able to attach Joe Kim Noah's contract to any trade they do exactly. with Melo. Exactly. So there's no, there's nothing like that involved. He can just go. Yeah. Hoodie Melo is free. Just, just Hoodie Melo, just wave. I love it. Just wave your contract, and you are the player. Not only the player to watch, you are also the X factor. Yeah. You know what? Forget it. You are the X factor. You are the best case scenario, and you're the worst case scenario. Everything right now, I'm done. <laughs> it's Hoodie Mello. That's great. It's all about Hoodie Mello. That there you great. go. I mean, 
You can finish it up now for Portland. I've already said what I had to say. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'll do a, a minute on who I wanted to see most. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't compare with Hoodie Mello, but, and I'm not, again, it's not a deep cut, but I think when I explain it out, it's going to be a worthwhile choice. So I'm most looking forward to seeing Damian Lillard. And the reason I'm looking forward to seeing Dam- Damian Lillard this season is because I want to see if we're going to get the Steph Curry MVP level season from Damian Lillard this week, this year. Their games are very similar. He can he can shoot it from anywhere on the court. And this is this is a, another year where they need him to step up if they're going to fulfill the ambitions they have. And he had a great year last year. It's not like it was his fault that they faltered. He played great. But if he's able to become a a 30 point per game scorer he's hitting the passing lanes he's getting steals he's doing the six assists five rebounds that we know he can do maybe seven assists five to six rebounds get those numbers up a little more because i know he's not good on defense but he does everything else this team needs and if we're able to get that next level from Dame Dame Lillard is is gonna be amazing, so I'm looking forward yeah. to that. I mean, it could be a possibility, and I still feel like I still have in my mind a a player who I will put ahead of him for MVP. We'll discuss that another time. I hate to put that teaser out there for you, but right, right. You know, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not saying he's gonna win MVP. I'm just saying, are we gonna get? Because we've heard the, the the comparisons from between Lillard and Curry for the last couple of years, in terms of their game and their playing style, I want to see if we're gonna get we're probably, we're gonna get that year from Lillard this year like Curry had two years ago. Pretty much, you want to see will he be the best point guard? Yeah, is he just gonna show out? Start. Every game is must watch television, and he's just turning this team into a a, a real. A real winner, you know. But having said okay. all that, having said all that, when I think about their most likely scenario, I still think they're going to be around seventh or sixth in the West. I think they'll do a little better than the AC this year, but it's tough. It's tough in the West. So I think we look. I'm I'm just going to say seventh seed. I I don't. I think we're, that's that's the most likely scenario. So they get they get a jump up. They get to go up one. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. They get to go up one. All right. Portland, we're looking forward to watching you. And Mello, if you go over there, please. Please consider it, Mello. Please consider going to Portland. We would love it. Please. So now we go to the next team. This team just barely missed the playoffs at the hands of Portland. That is the Denver Nuggets. They made it a couple moves. They got Paul Millsap this summer. They almost made some other moves. They were almost in on getting Kevin Love. They were almost in on getting Kyrie Irving, depending on which rumor you want to hear. But they didn't get those guys. They have Paul Millsap. Gallinari left. Who's your X Factor on the Denver Nuggets? This is a this was another tough one for me, um, but in the same vein in which I went with 
Portland, I'm going to say Jokic is my X Factor. Um, would you agree with that one? I like you. I mean, you know, I like him. I wrote a whole article about Nikola Jokic. Jokic. See, they always pronounce it wrong. Jokic. Gotta, gotta silence up that J. <laughs> <laughs> gotta yeah, broaden your horizons, man. You gotta, you gotta yeah. see the world, Leif. <laughs> yeah, I'm still saying Giannis, you know. Anyway, <laughs> but, but yeah, I def, I, I will say Jokic. I think this is the year he's going to. Um, All star. Um, I think he's going to take it up a notch, and we're gonna be everyone's gonna be talking about him. You had that article how he was a player that it seemed like no one was talking about. I think this is the year everyone's gonna be talking about him. Mm-hmm. I like that one. I like that one. Um, my X factor is gonna be Jamal Murray. He had a pretty decent, had a pretty decent rookie year, um, but this is someone they're they're looking for to to step up and be a play, be a player for them. They think he can do a lot, and um, with the way Emmanuel Manuel Mudiay has gone at the point guard position, um, we may even see Jamal Murray get some run out at the point guard, which would be very interesting to see how he plays because. Would a player like Jokic at center, who who is such a playmaker himself at that position, you're not you're not necessarily looking for a a point guard who's gonna facilitate and set up the offense. You're really you're looking more for a point guard who can who can do some pick and roll and who can score more than anything else. And um, he he came out of college, billed as as a shooter. His percent his percentages weren't that great last year, but you know, rookie year, learning the league. I think that he's still a guy that talent wise, and, and when you look at his form, he is he has the makings of a good shooter, and he has shown a little bit of ability to play with the ball, you know, off the pick and roll. So if he's a guy that can step up and maybe even play some point guard for his team, I think that answers a, a vital question for them and maybe they could even become a playoff team. Hey, I like your choice. He was my X factor. I'm not, he's my player to watch rather. Okay. Um I I I like what he did towards the end of the season and with with Gallinari out of the picture, this is the year I think especially coming off to his first year, that he will show us something. And you mentioned him getting some play at the point guard. I can see that. I was looking more at him taking a lot of that scoring load. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course they have Will Barton and they have other players in the team who can score. I think they still have Chandler. Um, but this is the year I felt that I feel that he can definitely get out of the shadows and – start scoring, start being more of that playmaker. A lot of things, exactly what you just said. That's why I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him. All right. So we're in agreement. Uh, that was my X factor. That was the player you're looking forward to watching play. So I guess I'll go into the player I'm looking forward to see play. And um, and it's another guard, Gary Harris. Um, Gary Harris has been in some trade talks this year. Um, you know, he almost went to the, he almost went to Cleveland. 
couple times, depending on how you believe the rumors. Um, he's also a player that's going to be coming up for a contract extension at the end of the season or maybe even before the season begins, depending on what happens. And he's a he's a guy where you know he had his numbers have improved as the seasons progress. I mean, last year he he looked pretty good once he came back from injury. Um, he him coming back along with making Jokic the starter was part of the reason why they ended up having one of the best offenses in the league. And if he can just follow that up this year, stay healthy, and, and he's really the guy I think can be their lead scorer on this team. I know you got Millsap, but Gary he, Harris? Yeah, I think so. I mean, Jokic is a, he's a good scorer, but he's going to look to facilitate Millsap. He I think he's going to be more of a, a of a veteran than a go-to scorer at this point in his career. And you know, Gary Harris 42% from 3, 50% from the field. You you know, you give him Four to five more shot attempts. He he finished at fi- around fifteen points per game last year. He could get to twenty points per game, I think. I can't do it. All right. I, I, I can't. Yeah, I can't see Gary Harris. Not that I don't like him. You know, I've I've picked him up a handful of times in fantasy just for a week <laughs> to ride a hot streak, but uh, I can't see him being the leading scorer. I hope. I actually, I'm I'm hoping that I'm wrong. Who you think is gonna be the leading scorer then? On that team? Yeah, on the Nuggets. I don't know. Oh man, maybe Millsap. I, only only issue I have is that there's so many power forwards on that team. <laughs> like, yeah, but I mean, most of them are are gonna most of them are gonna fight for minutes behind Millsap. In all honesty. Yeah, Millsap. You got Fareed. You have Trey Lyles. Hernan Gomez, the other Hernan, Hernan Gomez. So you got him. You got Jokic at the center position. You're going to have some guys. And that's right. They also have um, Roy Hibbert on that team, don't they? I think they do. I don't think he's playing, I mean, though. He's but playing, though. Yeah, so I'm just saying, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't see Gary Harris. Uh, I'm going to say Millsap. Maybe... Maybe you can tell me Barton. Barton. Maybe Chandler when he. You should have just said Jokic. I mean, that was your X factor. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'll, I'll stick with either him or Millsap. Those oh. are gonna be. The... All right. I can't see Gary Harris. I can see Gary Harris getting like 11 points a game. He got 15 points per game last year. Oh, that's true. So I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him. So I'll give him. <laughs> See, he's he, uh, you hear the, okay. You hear Denver fans, you hear this hate Leif has for your boy. It's not hate. Is this? It's Gary. You no, know it is. Maybe it's maybe it's fantasy hate. You no, know it's fantasy hate. It's it's the hate you get when you see a player's hot. You you put him on your team, and then he lays a dud for like three straight games. You drop him, and then he's hot while he's in waivers. And he's, that's Gary Harris for you. And that's Gary Harris. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, all right. I, I I give you that. Okay, so let's get let's get to most likely scenarios. What's your most likely scenario for for the Denver Nuggets? Denver Nuggets will best case scenario eighth seed. 
Yeah, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna be fighting for the eighth seed, and they're either gonna just get it or just miss it again this year. Because again, West is tough, man. West, West is, is tough. tough. I mean, we, this division is tough. We we went through four teams already, and all four of the teams were talking about playoffs. Exactly. This is and this we is, haven't even gotten to the last team who we feel have made moves. Significant and, moves. So we, we, we're going to get there in a second. But, yeah, I, eighth seed, if, I mean, that's the absolute that's the absolute best scenario. Yeah, I, I'm actually going to say it's probably going to be more like ninth seed. They're probably going to be at the bottom of this division, but they're still going to be a 500 team, even though they're the worst team in the division. Right. That that's that's and my so, most likely scenario. So, um, that's your most likely, yeah. um, and so that, yeah, I, I can see it. So we got one more team, and it's probably the most interesting team to talk about in this division. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, the Minnesota Timberwolves. So the big news with the Minnesota Timberwolves is that they traded for Jimmy Butler. They traded Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, and the pick that ended up becoming Laurie Markkinen for the Chicago Bulls in exchange for Jimmy Butler. They also signed Todd Gibson, who was a free agent this summer, um, basically reinforcing Thibodeau's uh, feelings of nostalgia for his former Bulls teams. <laughs> and they signed Jeff Teague as well. They parted ways with Ricky Rubio. A lot happened. So who's your X factor for the Minnesota Timberwolves this year? For X factor, I I put Jimmy Butler. Okay. Um He's gonna be that glue. He's gonna have to really put all this together. We, we, we've seen what Carl Anthony Towns could do. We've seen what um, Andrew Wiggins can do. And now it's time for these players to all come together. And while those guys have all the talent in the world, they didn't have that veteran presence. And that's what Jimmy Butler's gonna bring now. He had a year to work under Dwayne Wade. He knows Tibbs. He's been in that system before. And now he also has a guy in Taj Gibson who's also can be there and help him out a little bit. Good presence in the locker room. So for Jimmy Butler, he's going to have to be that X factor on and off the court. And as he goes... I think you're going to see how the rest of the team goes. Now, I was tempted to say Jeff Teague. And just because, you know, he's a point guard, he he's probably going to be one of the guys who had the ball in their hand a lot. But with Butler, he was brought in there for a reason, and he was to be that star player to play alongside Carl Anthony Towns. So this is where Butler has to bring it all together. It's a lot to ask for him, but I think he's going to be able to do it. 
That's a good one. Um, you said glue guy, but I would say Jimmy Butler is coming in and is going to be like the alpha male, though the one A on this team. With Thibodeau perhaps thinking that Towns is a, a number two or one B guy to Butler's one A. Well, that's what Wiggins Wiggins last season was almost looked at as that that other alpha, mm-hmm. and you don't in this in this team you don't need that you don't need another alpha. What you need, yeah, he can score. Jimmy's gonna do him. But you also need someone who's gonna, you know, if they if something someone's not playing where they're supposed to play to call them out. That's what I mean by glue. Oh yeah, I mean Jim, Jimmy's definitely gonna call out people. He's gonna call out people even when he doesn't need to call out people. That's that's who Jimmy Butler is. Um, so that's a good that's a good that's a good pick. Um, my X factor you mentioned his name is Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins is my X factor because there is a lot of questions surrounding Andrew Wiggins. He had a decent year last year. His scoring went up, but it was disappointing in all of the other ways you were expecting Wiggins to affect the game were just non-existent. He was not a good defender. He was not a guy who filled up the stat sheet and got you rebounds and assists, steals and blocks. He didn't. He didn't do any of that. His. It seemed like his athleticism was being exclusively saved for scoring buckets last year, and he's in a situation now where he's going to get reduced amount of shots. He's going to clearly not be the first or second best player on this team now and he's up for an extension he was up in trade talks for Kyrie Irving and the team has to make decisions on him and he also has to show himself what type of player he's going to be now when he's clearly not the the player this team is being built around and can he adapt and adjust he could be a nice factor, and the the point you made right at the end. This is the he's already shown that this is not he's not the player that they're gonna build around, and they got a guy in Jimmy Butler who is what Andrew Wiggins should be. Right. Yeah. And he hasn't quite gotten there yet, and so Andrew Wiggins is gonna have to take a little of a back seat. He's gonna be out there, but he's not gonna be relied upon. He's gonna, yeah. He's gonna get some plays, but now, I guess that's a good thing, you know. In your position, is can he grow into that role? Yeah. You know, is it gonna be one of the things where he he's he's not able to move without the ball in his hand and create take what he's given? Good question. Those are good questions. So yeah, I can I can appreciate the fact you put him as an X factor. I mean, yeah, like, he. He, last two years, he's been a 20, po- 20 plus points per game guy. Last year, he took 19, he had 19 shots per game. He's going to take a big backseat this year because he's not going to get close to that total. I mean, Jimmy Butler is a 20 plus points per game guy. Carl Towns is a car- 20 plus points per game guy. And you're going to 
And for your offense, you're going to need the ball in Towns' hands. You're going to need the ball in Butler's hands. So it's there's a lot of deferment that's going to happen on on Wiggins. And maybe he'll be okay with that, granted that Minnesota gives him this extension, which uh, it seems like it might happen, but it's just a matter of some some logistics because he did uh, fire his agent and got a new agent in the middle of all this t- stuff. So maybe he won't care because he got his money, right? And it seems like the, the T-Wolves are going to give him a max extension. So so maybe that'll be fine for him, and he'll, he'll play the role that they're asking him to play because he already got his money. But if something happens where he decides not to sign this extension or the T-Wolves pull back the extension and then you're asking him to take a reduced role, I, I think that can be problematic and you might even get into a situation where you're going to end up having to trade him in the middle of the season. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. If that he gets be- paid, I, I think it's, it's a non-issue. Unless he complains for touches after he got paid, then then you're kind of looking at a a stickier situation. But uh, yeah. So th- that's my X factor. Um, who is the player you are most looking forward to watch play on the T Wolves this year? Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Yeah, got enough to see there. I mean, that's the same guy for me, too, because year three, his first two years were amazing. Last year was phenomenal. I mean, I don't know how he didn't make the all-star team or get on an all-NBA team because the guy the guy is phenomenal. He had 25 points per game, 12 rebounds. Blocks, assists, shoots threes. I mean, what else does he have to do? But I think this exactly. is going to be the year where we finally get to see what he can do on a winning team. And that's going to be all the difference. Yeah. I, yeah. It's going gonna, gonna to make the difference. And, but that leads us to the next question is like do you do we think the best case scenario is that, or the most likely situation scenario is them being a playoff team yeah i i think so uh i think i think if anything they're the eighth seed and they and they're the ones that that bump Denver out um i mean it's a lot of competition I mean, I'm not going to say they're going to easily be a fifth or sixth seed, not in the West. I, I think eighth seed is where they might go, um, which is a good start for them. They only won about 35, 36 games last year, so making the eighth seed would be a big jump for this team. That might ev- that would almost be like a 20-game turnaround for them, depending what it takes to get the eighth seed this year. Yeah, I can I can see I think we're going to be surprised. Um 7th 8th, maybe 6th. Yeah. As the best case as the most as the best case scenario. Let's see. Most likely I can see them get into 8th. Okay. Uh yeah, so 
Last year, the the Thunder were sixth at 47 wins. And Minnesota had 31 wins last year. Portland got the eighth seed at 41 wins, but I think it's going to take more than 41 wins to get the eighth seed this year. Oh, yeah. I think we're talking yeah. at least like 45, 46. So what it took to get the sixth seed last year is going to be what it takes to get the eighth seed, basically, is what I'm saying. Right. It's going to be a lot harder. So. so 50 wins, I think, is too much to ask from this club, this from this team this year. And I think you're going to have to at least have 50 wins to get into the top six of the West. So, yeah, I'm gonna stick with eighth. I think eighth is about where they where where they end up, and they. I actually think that would be a very interesting first round series between the Warriors and and the T Wolves, because the T Wolves would have a lot of interesting players that could match up problematically for the Warriors. With their size, potentially, yes. Yeah, exactly. Especially with Towns. And it's not going to be how Anthony Davis was basically on an island playing the Warriors two years ago. This is going to be Towns with guys like Jimmy Butler and Andrew Wiggins and Jeff Teague, like other other players on the team that he can actually rely on, you know? Yeah. So... That would be a very interesting first round. Even the first round for the West is going to be interesting this year, man. It is going to be very interesting, especially in this division. And where a lot of teams now can fight for that playoff position, and we're going to see a lot of competitive games. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so far, I mean, we've, we've talked about a couple of weak teams, but I don't know. It's going to be very interesting. Yeah, I mean, so far the only weak teams we talked about were were in the Pacific, and that's you know like the Lakers and the Suns, and I mean we were we were talking about some buzz for the Kings, but now that we got into the Northwest Division, I don't think there's any chance the Kings make the playoffs. Yeah, I don't think there's any chance. So, cool. Yeah, sorry Kings, but I mean, well, we'll get there. Yeah, I mean, there's probably gonna be about. Four teams just from the Northwest Division. And then next week, we're doing the Southwest Division, which has the Spurs, the Rockets, the Grizzlies, the Mavs, and the Pelicans. Mm. Not too many teams going to be coming out of that Southwest. I don't think so. Not really. All right. So, man, T-Wolves. We did it. this is going to be a very interesting season. I, I'm already just talking about these two divisions already has me where I can't wait for the season to start. Yeah, we got what, a little over a month to go. Yeah, not too much more to go. Um, preseason is going to be short. We're going to get we're going to get into the season much quicker this year, and I think it's it's a perfect year for them to do that because there's so much people are waiting for for this season. And, um, yeah, so, once again, hope you enjoyed this, our our preview series. Uh, next week, we're going to tackle the Southwest Division. Um, thanks for listening. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on SoundCloud. 
basically anywhere you go and find podcasts, you can check us out. We're on the Overcast app, Stitcher. We're on there too. So any anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can check us out, and you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the sideline reporter you can find us on twitter at the sl reporter and if you got any thoughts you got any questions you got any any uh other wrinkles you think we should add to our previews to discuss let us know on facebook let us know on twitter we want to hear from you guys uh we appreciate all the listens like you got anything to say to the people same thing we appreciate it you know keep listening keep getting us feedback and you know we like doing we like doing this. You know we're doing this. We like doing this and like talking sports, especially talking basketball. So hope you enjoy it and keep listening.